This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the Redskins draft picks, all 12 of them, all the Cornhuskers senior team, and much, much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? <laughs> Yo yo, 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 what's happening? What's up? What's up? Welcome. Oh, man, Magic Mountain blew up. To episode number 252 in which Cool Mountain recovers from a possible cowboy attack and the Redskins stockpile some draft picks. How's it going, y'all? That's a stretch. Yo. Yo. Yo, boss, what's up? <laughs> What's happening? What's up, Dude, what happened to you? What happened to you up there on Cool Mountain? You guys want to hear the story? Like, All right, here's the story. Yeah, the whole draft. we were supposed us... to be recording that night, and suddenly you're just like... Missing in action? Dude, my electronics. <laughs> Dude, my Dude, electronics. seriously, you're like, the studio is fried. Give us the condensed, the Borden's condensed milk version. All right, here's what happened, dude. At approximately 7.35 p.m. Redskin Standard Time, directly before the draft. I'm just hanging out. There's like some piddly little teeny storm outside after like these massive storms the last couple weeks. And all of a sudden I hear like one bolt of lightning and it's like, or thunder, I guess. And it's like, boom. And my lights just completely go out. There was no pause. There was no flickering. It was just instantaneous. I thought you were on emergency backup coming out of your bunker. No, this was at about 645, an hour or so before the thing. No, 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 it was 745. But I was like, sweet, the Redskins aren't going to pick until at least 9. So, of course, I immediately get on the horn because the phone wasn't knocked out. And I called the power company. And they were out here. And they had the power on like 15 minutes before the Redskins picked. And the cable was out. So I didn't have internet. All right. So then I tried to turn on my plasma, which is about a year and two months old. So it's just out of warranty. 55 inch blown does not work <laughs> i kept finding more and more more and more um electronics that were blown so basically i was i was pretty mad and was not in the mood to do the podcast at that point and it was too late anyway plus john kept texting me going we traded back we traded back <laughs> blaine gabbert someone took christian condensed Bond. version dude condensed version all right that was the condensed, condensed version, version. That was the condensed version. And then on top of all that, later that night or in the, the middle of the night or the next morning early or something, I get an, an email from our dog, uh, Will in Maryland, or no, a voicemail going. It was something like this. <clears throat> this is Will in Maryland. You guys lied to me. <laughs> I was looking forward to the podcast, and he started talking about that. And you know what, Will? I'm sorry, um, but... There was some, I think it was a Cowboys attack on Cool Mountain. They did not want us to podcast during the draft. Cowboys attack. They attacked us. They attacked us, dudes. That's all I'm Cowboys saying. Attack. 
Anyway, how about that draft? How about that? Well, anyway, how about uh, welcome to episode 252, brought to you by David Lee Legal Services in right. Williamsburg. Yes, thank you, David Lee, sponsoring Harry Hog Football for almost an entire year. We, yes, we couldn't stay on the air without you. Thank you, David Lee. Yeah, you're right. And, um, <laughs> and there you go. Thank you. Thank you. And, good, um, good night, everyone. Why don't we get right into the draft and talk about that? <laughs> why don't we talk? I think it's time to talk about Nancy. It's time to talk about the draft, which we entered. Apparently, we had eight picks going in. I didn't think we had that many. At one point we had, in the draft, we had 13, but we ended up with 12. Total. Including now this, at least one this pick in like, every round. We ended up with one pick in every round, yeah. And it was like, uh, you know, it's like those big rich contracts that everyone signs that's all backloaded, you know. So it'll be like, oh, I'll get $8 million the first year, $8 million the second year. Back in like round six and seven, we started stacking up two picks, three picks, four picks. Mm-hmm. And in the end, dudes, it ended up being one pick in, one, in the first round, one in the second, a third, a fourth, two fifths, two sixths, and four. Four sevenths. Hey, what happened Dude. to, just real quick before we Super go into strong. the individual picks, what happened to our second pick in the second round, the number 49 pick that we traded down to get? My understanding is that is how we ended up getting a three and four, I think, getting getting back that away. Mm-hmm. So we traded a 49th for a 79th and a 105th. Is that what you're saying? I'm not sure about that. Dude, I don't know yeah, if anyone can keep it straight. Uh, uh, to me as well. And I got yeah. and I got to say John's emails to me during that whole crisis at Cool Mountain. The crisis at Cool Mountain. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. I was not – they were not so clear. Because as well, everyone John knows – John and I were busy like, you know, tweeting it up and, you know, waiting for you to get on so we could record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just like, dude, call in. Where are you? We're ready. I know because I the last thing Aaron's like patching the hole in the roof with an old blue tarp. The last you know, and, like cleaning the debris, out of his, <laughs> cleaning the debris out of his living room. I just, I'm just picturing that scene in Forrest Gump when they're on the boat and he's all out there like, "You call, there's a storm." <laughs> Aaron's like hanging on to the satellite dish, doing that up on top of his house. Dude, you guys know that. <laughs> I have in the past had a transformer blow right behind me while I was while, while I was hooking up the generator so I could watch the Redskins Saints game a few years ago. Mm, that's a stretch. It's true, dude. Ask John. He knows. It's true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. And you're like licking the wires and twisting them together with an old gum wrapper. Just so <laughs> dude, 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 chew this juicy, juicy fruit. Hurry up. Chew it. Chew it quick. When it hardens, it'll be just as good as a wire nut. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we get... All right, so dudes, the first thing we did was trade back at the 10 pick because it came down to us at the 10 pick, yo, right? And everyone and their mom was like, well, there's Blaine Gabbert, and we're on the clock. I guess he is going to go to the Redskins because if there's nothing that I wanted to do better this year or more this year than to watch a game and go. And now the Redskins new quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. 
<laughs> Thankfully, I don't ever have to do that because we traded back to and for the tenth pick, we got the sixteenth pick and the forty ninth pick in the draft. Yeah, and we let Jacksonville take Blaine Gabbert. So what do you quarterback yeah. of the future? So what do you guys? Forty nine was never ours to have anyway, right? I yeah. mean, really. Yeah, forty nine was ours because we traded for it. Yeah, we traded, but it wasn't ours originally. So then we set it free like a butterfly. So we did set it free so we could get the fifty third pick <laughs> and a fifth rounder number one five two from Indianapolis. And then what happened yeah, to the we, we traded with like one fifth of the entire league, I think. Dude, dude, Maybe but one then we fifth. traded those away too. I know, dude. So hold on, before we get far down into that complicated <laughs> stuff, let's take it one round at a time and then we can explain where the picks came and went. All right, well, let's it's talk about our first-round pick. Before we get – wait, wait, wait. Before we even get to the first-round pick with number 16, I want to talk about our number our number 10 pick. With Blaine Gabbert sitting there, how do you guys feel about the fact that we did not address the quarterback situation in the draft and – Period or at that point? I'm talking about how do you feel about it Looking back now that you know we did not select a quarterback in the later round, because at this point I was thinking, hey, well, maybe we're going to get one in the second or third, like, you know, one of those other guys like Dalton or someone. Dalton. So how, so how do you guys Dalton. feel about the fact that – Pain don't hurt. Actually, my, I guess my question is how do you feel about the fact that we did not get a quarterback, one, and we got one – Long shot, seventh round pick, offensive lineman to make the team. Um, I think personally that the eyes were on Dalton, but it might have been. I think it was more of a if he had fallen into our laps, we may have taken him. But that's 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 only kind of a, a iffy. I mean, apparently Shanahan says John Beck is is the freaking man. I didn't see him say that. I saw that uh, article with him where he said that that he liked him. What was that? What the hell was that? Here's here's my other thought about this whole quarterback <laughs> situation or lack of. I think um, the Red- um, um, hold on. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I think the Redskins may have been looking to get Christian Ponder because apparently before the draft, Shanahan was talking big about him. I think all this quarterback talk was a smokescreen, and he's all pumped about John Beck, who he drafted in the second round a couple, what, four years ago? And I think he's pretty pumped about him. Yeah, I did. Which is he did say pretty questionable. He did say, um, in that article that when John Beck came out, he thought he was the top quarterback in the draft, and that includes dudes like Flacco and, uh, Brady Quinn. Yeah, those guys. Jamarcus, I can throw the ball 70 yards from my knees, but you have no idea where the hell it's going to go, Russell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like me and you kicking at the uh, the blitz. I'm going to hit the ball with my foot. <laughs> we just don't know where it's going. Now, what, what direction it's going to go in and whether it goes up in the air at all, that's the big John, John was like one of those straight-on kickers. If you guys go back way back to episode like 36-something. <laughs> all Mark Mosley. Video. Now podcast you can see him trying to kick the uh field goal there I was anyway josh how do you feel about the whole quarterback thing
Josh. Hello? What was that noise? Wake up. Had, what was it? What? The question was, how do you feel about the quarterback situation not being addressed in the draft? The cornerback situation or the quarterback situation? Quarter. Q. QB. The QB situation. Um, I feel like uh, a woman. Tonight. I went back and forth about this a couple times. And I think John and I were talking about a little bit because we were talking about the QBs that were still available on the board and we might ha- we might right. actually end up taking somebody, but then we didn't. Um, <clears throat> I-, I don't know. I think that Shanahan probably feels like he can work with what he's got right now or there's still time to uh, do something. I, I-, I don't know. Carson Palmer. Yeah, I thought about that too because I was like, all right, they didn't get anyone in the draft. But, for example, the Panthers took another quarterback giving – uh, what's his face out of Purdue last year? All of one year? No, no, no. no Jimmy Clausen out of Notre Dame. Dude. Out of Notre Dame, sorry. I knew it was somewhere in Indiana. Jimmy Clausen <laughs> gave him, like, what, one year to develop? And he was yeah, a top prospect. A terrible team. I mean, so maybe they could work a deal for him. Uh, the Bengals got a quarterback, so uh, maybe they will actually trade. Carson Palmer, that could be a possibility that he's looking at, even though you guys are probably like, please, no, not another one of those. Here's the, th- here's the love triangle, though, since you're about talking that. about that, dude. Who's uh, who's yeah. our Q- who's the QB in Denver right now? Um, uh, Kyle Orton? Yeah, Kyle Orton. I keep wanting to Is say really? Jay Cutler. Do what? Yeah, Kyle Orton. <laughs> yeah, Kyle not Orton. Jay Cutler. I don't know. There's a whole love Kyle Orton, who was the backup to Rex Grossman and actually played better than him usually when he came in, when Rex Grossman got hurt because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, that's what I'm saying. There's a uh, there's a love triangle there. If you think you. about what you just said, Aaron, because the Carolina Panthers took what's-his-name last year uh, when John Fox was at Carolina. Now John Fox is in Denver. Yeah. So <clears throat> it just makes you wonder – is there going to be some sort of multi-team thing that happens? There's going to be a multi-team threesome going on. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, there's plenty of time to try to figure that mess out because right now you can't trade, you can't sign, you can't – you can cut, but, I mean – What, you just what about McNabb? Cut, you think don't. McNabb is going to go to the Vikings? The Vikings I drafted a so. quarterback, though. They got pondered, They drafted they? Christian freaking Ponder. Yeah. I thought you said they drafted a quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said they drafted a good quarterback. Yeah, they drafted a quarterback, but I think McNabb is definitely in sort of veteran mode where he can actually, uh, you know, help some people along at this point. Or Dude, help, I think Christian Ponder is going to be in the UFL in three years if the UFL even exists at that Or point. do you think the Redskins are just going to keep um, number five? I think they're going to try to trade him and get something for him. All Danny style, but we never get anything um, for our dudes. Dude, I don't know, all man. we have is dude. All we have is John Beck. Rex Grossman's a free agent. That's all we got. No, nope. so we got to get somebody. And what about McNabb? <laughs> we have him. We signed him. Remember, right before we benched McNabb. Him. Maybe, maybe yeah, McNabb. Dude, is they talk be like the guy McNabb is, doesn't even exist. I'm not saying Shanahan it. doesn't even think he exists. He he talks like he's already dead and gone. Well, he's not. So I he's on the he's roster. not. You're right. You're exactly right. But he might as well be because we know what old glass eye says is what's going on in Washington right now. And, and, and come on, you know everybody. 
this whole thing this past year happened with Shanahan coming in, McNabb, all this stuff going on. Think about McNabb's career. McNabb, McNabb has been a good quarterback over the years. And, you know, it suddenly is nothing. I mean, I don't know, you know, what happens there. Maybe there's something left in McNabb for the Redskins. Who knows? I, I, we're, we're speculating at this point. I think we just need to hang on to our seat to see what happens. Yeah, McNabb's dead. To me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to the whole quarterback situation later in the off season. Now that we're heading up towards the armpit. And dude, and dude, just to say, give it, give you a quote here from Shanahan. He says that Beck is quote everything you look for in a quarterback in a man. End of quote. Who is Beck? John well, Beck. John, you were pretty well, high on Beck in the preseason, too, and we all wanted to see more of him, and we just didn't get yeah, to him. We, we actually, did want to see him play some more. He, he was a second-round pick, which circles back to that. The guy was a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, Beck he was, was looked very, at in uh, the same area like like uh, Dalton, pain don't hurt, uh, for TCU this year. Mm-hmm. And the difference is I mean, he's, he's actually a, he's been – talent. He's actually had some NFL experience now, so. Kind of. Well, he's had the whole, like, learning the playbook and getting the whole culture of the NFL under control, all that stuff. Yeah. He's not a freshman anymore. Anyway, all right, enough about the quarterback situation. We better move into the draft. With our first pick, number 16, once we got to it. And everyone knew him as Nancy. And once again, that's when we traded the number 10 to... Jacksonville for the number 16 and the number 49. We picked up out of Purdue in Indiana. Defensive end extraordinary. Ryan, don't call me Nancy Kerrigan. That dude knows how to make some boilers too, let me tell you. Dude. All right. (laughs) Am I the only one out here? All right. Look, dude, seriously. I live in Indiana and Purdue, you know, um, is on here quite a bit. But I must say I've never watched a Purdue football game and um i really didn't know about this guy before the draft did you guys never heard of him nope all right never heard of the guy but apparently he was named a big 10 defensive player of the year in 2010 yeah and since since the draft i got a chance to watch his interviews at the combine and he looked like not an idiot and i watched some tape on youtube of him playing and specifically I watched a YouTube video of him against Michigan. This dude's a beast. He viciously he attacks ball here. I think he's going to have to bulk up a little bit. Every time, he's, dude, every time he went in there, he was swatting at the ball. He caused like two two fumbles in that game. I think they were both like recovered by the by, – well, one of them was recovered by Purdue, but the other one was picked back up by uh, Michigan. He uh, stopped – he got a sack on a two-point conversion try. He was all over the place in that game. And in his interview, he looked huge, dude. He's he's like 6'4", 260 something, isn't he? I mean, he's a he's actually yeah. a big guy. Yeah. He looks he's really 267. And I've only got a tenth of a second on him on the 42. So I mean, so yeah, the, guy's, the guy's pretty quick. Yeah. Well, the guy four, knows six, something about the history of the Redskins too because when he was in his interviews uh, he immediately, someone asked him, uh, it was Kevin Sheehan on ESPN 980 up there in the D.C. area. He's like, what are the team's two most important games? And he says, uh, the Cowboys game and the Cowboys game. Awesome, dude. That's right. 
Yeah. And I mean, he's talking, he was like mentioning Daryl Green and Joe Gibbs and Russ Grimm and talked about meeting <clears throat> Sam Huff when he came to Redskins part for his, for his, uh, his workout and everything. Sweet. Dude, apparently, I read yeah. an interview where they had talked to his mom and apparently after he visited Washington, he came back and said he could see himself playing there. And that was the only team he said that about. So apparently they really liked him. He really liked Washington. And he's ready. He wants to play in the 3-4. He said he thought it would be fine. They, so. the, the thing I heard about him in the draft, um, and this is getting real nitpicky, and, and I'm going to pretend I know exactly, you know, I'm like Mel Kuyper hair. Um, they said that he has really good quick hips, which <laughs> translates into, I know, it sounds really funny, but it translates into the guy can get off the line and drop back in coverage uh-huh. quickly is what people were trying to say. Um, which was, you know, we loved Andre Carter, but that's something that he just could not do. Um, he just wasn't able to do it. So that's what they're hoping is that when they're asking him to drop back in coverage when he's playing opposite uh, Arakpo, that he'll be able to do that and actually be able to make, you know, cover a tight end or something like that. Um, he's not going to get bogged down. Like he has, he has good movement in his uh, in his hip area. Yeah, and. Dude, I'm telling you, if you guys get a chance to watch those YouTube videos, he does come off the ball quick, and he can get around there and swat at it. So with him on the other side, and then a Rackpo, I mean, that should open up Rackpo for even more penetration. Especially with Albert Hainsworth in the middle of the line. Oh, right. That's right. Well, Albert Hainsworth actually still (laughs) is on the team. He is, but what are we doing with that guy? Same thing they're doing with McNabb. He's gone. He's dead to me. And to the Shanny. Dude, the guy totally disrespected Shanahan by, like, refusing to talk to him. He is not going to play for the Redskins again. Anyway. All right, yeah, so Ryan Kerrigan, dude. I mean, I think it was a strong pickup, even though I didn't know anything about him before the the draft. So, I I agree, and I I think you're exactly – I think – all of us were like, who? A defensive end? He's supposed to be really good? All right, I guess that's a good pick at 16. I'm glad we dropped back and got a second-round pick, too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It could work out to be great. I think it could be because everyone knows that even Arakpo would have told you that he was getting held, he wasn't getting back there as much, and everyone knew it was because they were able to double-team him on every play. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, especially because they kept playing damn Kimo Iatu in the middle. What, what the hell was up with that, dude? In any event, anyway. Kimo Iatu. Kimo Iatu. Anyway, um, so uh, moving into the round two with our forty-first pick, this was ours to begin with. Um, we just selected Jarvis Jenkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson, and this was a little bit of a surprise because everyone was all up on DeQuan Bowers. But apparently his Who knee was is available up. at that time. Yeah, so. He was available. And I have to say this about it. Before the draft, I had watched some video of Daquan Bowers. And quite frankly, when I was watching the um, the clips of him, I'm like, is Daquan Bowers 94 or 99? Because a lot of times, 99, who is Jarvis Jenkins, was making plays. And I had to be like, which one is it? Dude, 99 is Andre Carter. So, dude, he's talking about for Clemson. For Clemson, you know where the N stands for knowledge. So anyway, yeah, Jarvis Jenkins. If you watch some of those Daquan Bowers videos, you'll see what I mean. You're like, 
<laughs> you're like, dude, he's causing some havoc back there. So, I mean, I don't know much about him besides that I saw him on those videos. But um, he could be a big pickup there. Well, we had to get somebody. I, I think it's really good, personally, that we used the first two picks to address the defense, the, the front line of the defense. Mm-hmm. Straight up. That the defense was absolutely positively atrocious. Especially last yeah. year. I think they finished thirty first mm-hmm. or thirty second, depending on who you talk to. And yeah, they did the transition and guys didn't fit. I mean the defense just needed a complete and utter overhaul. So I think these two first picks being used in that fashion on the defensive line, I think that's a great start because as as we know, as football fans, you know, if if you have a great defensive line, you can have adequate cornerbacks like Carlos Rogers. So, well, here's a great a defensive line can take care of business and 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 take you know get those linebackers slash defensive end guys up there, get those nose tackles in there, and then the secondary will hopefully we won't have to go after all these crazy guys like uh, the dude from the Raiders or anything like that that might not fit, and we can have someone who's a ball hawk. Like like uh, D'Angelo Hall, who's a, who's you know a feast or famine, you know Deion Sanders type of guy, back there and <laughs> making plays, and it makes him look like he's even better than he is. Mm-hmm. That's a stretch. Hey, pretty good. He's all right, dude. And I know we'll talk about this in just a little bit here, but it's interesting. Are we looking at depth in these positions? Because not only did we draft the one and two as defensive end and defensive tackle, but we picked two seventh round picks as defensive end and a defensive tackle as well. So, you know, are we looking for depth? Are we just trying to put these guys in and see what they can, if they can be sort of a Cinderella story surprise, you know, what's the, uh, you know, the deal there. Or are they just throwing darts at that point? Pretty much. I mean, we pick 253. They know the defensive line is pretty suspect, especially they don't know what's going on with Albert Hainsworth, so we got to get some bodies in camp. <laughs> so that's those dudes in the seventh round probably have, like, what, 30% chance of making the team? Maybe I heard 50. he's been banned from CeCe's Pizza now, though. What? Wait, is he banned just oh, from the one at, at Tyson's Corner, or is that all of the CeCe's? He's been banned. That he put up his picture on the door of one of those sticky things with a big round circle with a line through it. That's because he... Did I even put up on the itinerary all the stuff that he's like the whole sexual harassment charge and all that stuff? Not sexual, a sexual assault charge where you use that lady's cleavage as a, a credit card swiper. Uh, I didn't put that on. <laughs> we there. were trying to ignore it, dude, because we're so sick of talking about Albert Hainsworth's shenanigans. But that you does not want to talk about how he was uh... talking to the police and he was just like... Yeah, you know, she just wanted to get with me because she's black, and I only date white women now. You know what I mean? That's what he said. That's what he said. Oh, my God. I think he's racist. He must be racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did the charge, did just, the charge go through? Ridiculous. He's just the, ridiculous. He did the so charge. basically you're the saying charges his charges did card... go through with the charge of sexual assault. <laughs> his card was not declined. <laughs> yeah, his charge went through. Oh, man. He'll be yeah, paying interest so. on that swipe for a while. Oh, yeah. There goes some of that $41 million and the rest of it's going to go back to the Redskins because you know they're going to be getting him for breach of contract for all this crap. Mm-hmm. In any event, that was enough of the the, uh, the uh, David Lee legal report for this week. <laughs> all right, so moving, right, so into, moving um, into our third and fourth round. You want to do that? Third round pick. I'm pretty excited about this one. Leonard Hankerson. All right. 
Wide receiver out of Miami, the U, John's favorite school of all time. Uh, what? Um, anyway, this dude's kind of big. He's like 6'2", 6'1". 6'2", 1.5", depending on who you believe. He's kind of large. He's pretty fast. 4'4", length. Yeah, and the thing he's that slow, I like about him. He's still going into his pass routes. Yeah, I saw some video of him again on YouTube. I checked it out. Apparently, the last couple of years, he's, um, in the off seasons, he's been working with Mark Duper, the receiver, you know, from Mark Super Duper, right from Miami, who reeks nice. reeks some havoc in the eighties and nineties. Anyway, Super Duper, and they showed video of him working with him, and every year he's worked in the off season, he's gotten better and better and better, and I think he ended up being one of the best receivers of all times at Miami. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I don't know. Maybe he was projected wrong. to go in the second round, and we took him in the third, right? Yeah, um, we got him. We did. We even traded back. Yeah. In that trade for Indianapolis we referred to before, where we also got that fifth uh, fifth rounder from him. We went back four slots so they could get somebody they wanted. So would we call him a value? He had 13 touchdowns, 72 receptions, 1,156 receiving yards in 2010. Mm-hmm. Average That's yard pretty good because you got to remember Miami of Florida – had a a big problem this year because they had that that pretty dynamic quarterback there, but every time he got hurt, it was like the team instantly just sucked when he wasn't in. And then when he came back in, he was still kind of hurt, and they sucked again. And so to put up 13 touchdowns, I know he plays in the ACC. It's not exactly the best football conference, but that's pretty good numbers, I think, especially if you have a suspect quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he didn't put them all up against Duke and – you know, Wake Forest. He, he only put Virginia. up. Uh, he only put up sixty-seven of them against Duke. I'm, dude. I'm just glad to see that we brought in someone that's not a shrimp to compete to get a wide receiver position, and someone who I don't believe it was had a. Uh, it was a one-hit wonder like Malcolm Kelly and Devin Thomas mm-hmm. each, mm-hmm. or who had an injury-prone college career like Malcolm Kelly, who's <laughs> still dealing with the same injury. That he was in college. Oh, my hamstring. I tweaked, oh, it. I tweaked it getting off the it. toilet. Oh, my turf toe. So anyway, yeah, so I was happy with that pick, the Leonard Hankerson one. What about, were, you, were you guys? Huh? Leonard Hankerchief. I, I got to say at that point I was starting to think personally. I was starting to think, well, are we going to get a quarterback? Are we going to get the offensive line? Anything? Blah, blah, blah. But. As as Aaron, as you alluded to last week or the week before, we still got big ass Mike Williams out there, who's coming back this year, and the offensive line actually got more and more solid as the year went on. So, even Shanahan has said in the news he's not as worried about the offensive line as the defensive line, and we don't have any damn wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Moss is a free agent. Anthony Armstrong could have been a flash in the pan. Dude, we were asking for them to put in Brandon Banks. And they did, and he actually had a few little catches. But I know, but he's a shrimp. That's my word of the podcast. Yeah. He's a shrimp, dude. Does he have he, that means he does not have great length. He does not have great length like me. <laughs> and apparently yes, Hank is according to Josh. Think, here's my thought. I gotta I gotta put this out there. <laughs> You're gonna put your great thought about length out there. Go for no, it. No, no. I'm off of that topic here, because I'll let you guys work that out. Um, I seriously felt that if the Patriots <laughs> had not done their back-to-back deal there and scooped up Ryan Mallett, 
that we would have taken Ryan Mallett. I think you. I think yeah. I have to agree with that. I think that was a pretty good. Oh yeah, I would agree with you on that too. Definitely. I mean, if you look at the other teams between us and them, those guys, you know, have got their quarterbacks in place. Um, I think that we looked at that. You know, we got to that point that seventy uh, fourth pick, and the uh, Patriots took Mallet, and we were like, oh man, okay, uh, Leonard Hankerson. Yeah, I think I think you could be right there. Yeah, I think you could be. Yeah, right. I think that I think there's a good point to that. That they were probably like, "Well, Mallet's gone. Who are we going to get? Well, let's get that receiver from Miami. He looked like we thought we could do something with him. He could actually contribute immediately, maybe. Possibly. I, I think basically. Here's a question though, you know the uh, the Rams took um, uh, Austin Pettis or whatever his name is right before us, wide receiver out of uh, Boise State. Same height, same build, same weight. You think we would have taken that guy? Right. People look at these guys and, and, and compare them in the future and say, you know, how's that yeah. guy that was drafted for the Rams versus Leonard Hankerson? Ryan, what's his name? We will. Ryan, what's his name? Penis? Huh? What did you say his name was? What was his name? Austin Pettis. Oh, I thought you said Pettis. Pettis. Okay, I thought you said something else. Uh, I, no, I did not so, say that. Uh, his name's Austin Austin. Well, that's one reason why we didn't pick him over Leonard. <laughs> over Leonard. He's got a Texas name. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy Hankerson Third. I mean, if it came down to them being pretty equal and the Bruce was sitting up there in the war room, he would have been like, uh, that guy's got a Texas name. We're going to pick the guy from Miami. <laughs> Um, um, I, I can still see Alan the Bruce up there all, all sipping his Evian. He's like sipping his <laughs> Evian. We're, we're not going to take that guy. We're, we're going to get the guy all laid back and slightly Southern. And like tilting, like, like tilting his water bottle to the side. And like taking Dude, a sip. Here, here's a suggestion. Um, um before Jane. we jump in, before we jump into our, uh, our three corn huskers in a row, why don't we take a break? We're uh, about halfway through this thing. Corn? When did I eat corn? All right, yeah, okay, Josh. If you want to take a break, if you got to go cut a cable real quick. I we, need to go, I, yeah, I need to go get a refill. We will take a break, and as soon as we get back, we'll talk about us signing the entire Cornhusker senior class. We'll talk to you after this break. The option is back. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, But for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. 
So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. Yo, yo. Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome back. You guys back? Yo. Anyway. Groove in. Damn. Oh, I have my own football league, the Snoop U Football League, which has 2,500 kids in my league. What? 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 Dudes, all I know is that Shani must have woken up on Sunday morning and said, after his uh, morning constitutional, when did I eat corn? To this day, we don't know what happened. Anyway, welcome, welcome back, dudes. Um, corn! Let me kill this music. All right, welcome back to the podcast. And corn, when did I have corn? We're now talking about these when corny huskers. Corn? Corny huskers. Corn? This is not your I grandfather or your father's option husker. In the fourth round. Do not compare any of these guys to Jamarcus Russell there. Uh, <laughs> Dude, did you hear that? Get over it. Corn? When did I have corn? Marcus Russell. He is a great player. Get over over it. it. (laughs) Dude, he sucks so bad that we brought him in for a workout and didn't even sign him. Mm -hmm. Marcus Russell. He is a great player. I realized when I hired you that you were young and inexperienced and that there would be a learning process for you. I realized that you did not want to draft Jamarcus Russell. He is a great player. Get over it. Get over it. <laughs> Dudes, they, I, I, a couple times a week on my, uh, on my, in my job, I see a Raiders fan. And I saw him today, and I was just like, man, I love the Raiders because their draft – Anything that Al Davis has a hand in, which is anything in that organization, it just makes for great, great comic relief. <laughs> and it's which funnier than something to the effect of "Man, shut up." And it's funnier than what the Danny does, so it kind of takes the pressure off of the Redskins for being the. It's it's like yeah, it's like comic relief. It's like, we're gonna draft this guy who's supposed to go undrafted because he's fast. Anyway, yeah. uh, get over it. Enough about that. And then later, later on, they come back and they say, "To this day, we don't know what happened." <laughs> enough about that, dudes. We have to talk about some more of these shrimps that we uh, drafted. Shrimps. And the number four, <laughs> the number four, the fourth round pick, number one hundred and five, the Washington Redskins selected Roy Halu, Halu, running back Halu. out of the draft. He running back. Yeah. Running back. Which is kind of cool that we got a running back because, um, well, we cut Clinton Portis and all we've got is Ryan on often injured terrain. Yeah. And I guess. Is he really that often injured? And Keelan. We have Keelan Williams. It's like two years of football. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I thought he was back, man. Back with a vengeance. Well, I'm glad to see that we got two running backs in this draft because he needs some open competition. <laughs> yeah, this 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 Helu guy, 5'11", 216. Um, the Redskins traded two of their fourth-round picks that they had at this point, number 144 and 152, to the Colts and moved up to number 105. I want to point out that... To be that able is... to get this guy. So this is the... Is this the only time in the draft that we actually traded back up to get somebody? Maybe, and I, I think he must like this guy. He must see something in him. He must like this guy. Is he the guy... I want to point out that his official height is 5'11.5". Because the 5'11 is the cutoff for being short in the NFL. Because I saw this guy. <laughs> I, I think it was either him or the other running back that we picked up where um, apparently the Shanahan um, compared him to Terrell Davis. Was it this guy? Do you remember? It might be. It was one of them. It, the, every every running back he gets, he compares to Terrell, Terrell Davis. Because Terrell <laughs> Davis was awesome until his knees blew up. Yeah, and not only this, but every running back that's slated to go, like in the fourth and fifth rounds, would be pumped to be picked up by a Mike Shanahan team because everyone knows he takes those guys and makes them into something. Those super late guys, yeah. He's, he takes, like, nobody running backs. Mm-hmm. Tatum Bell? Yeah, Tatum Bell. What the hell? <laughs> he was in the UFL last year. What the hell, Tatum Bell? <laughs> dur, dur, dur. What's up, Big Parm? I mean, Big Worm. Big Worm. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I would. So he he could be some. Sure. Again, at this, we needed running back. Again, at this point in the draft, I was trying to fix my plasma, but I'm sure you guys were wondering about offensive line and quarterback again. At this point, yeah, I was. But Definitely. at the same at time, this point, I was like, "Where's the old line?" Do. At the same time, but I think we all knew there's so many holes to fill on this roster. Sick. That, you know, anybody, you could draft anybody in any position and be like, yeah, we needed one of those guys. Josh could even fill a hole in the roster. That's a stretch. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, um, Charlie. Only if he has great length. We're tweeting back and forth with Charlie. Uh, Charlie writes, are we going to make it through the entire draft without picking a single O-lineman? We almost did, dude. We almost did. But we got some guy that's hurt, apparently, in the seventh round. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about him in a minute. We have to go back to picking through our corn. Yeah, yeah. Our next, our next corn husker that we picked up, Josh's favorite, Dejon Gomes, is a cornerback out of Nebraska. I don't know why they picked this guy, honestly. I, I was reading about him and I couldn't find anything really good about him. John, did you find anything? Aaron, do you have anything on him? He was projected to go in the seventh round. Why did we pick him in the fifth round? I don't know. Everything I read I about know exactly, gentlemen. I know exactly why we picked him up early in the fifth round. Please enlighten why? us. Enlighten us. Because the next day or so, he was talking to Doc Walker on his radio show, and he said, all right, this is all quotes here. All right, Doc Walker says, let me do word association. I'm going to give you an IQ test. Now, I say a word. You tell me what the first reaction to it is. Dallas Cowboys. Gomes says, losers. Is that it? That's the end of your That's reasoning? That's why we got That him. moved him up That's two it. rounds? That moved him up two rounds. Seriously? Come on, dude. Dude, we had a hot coach that thought our colors were black and red. 
Dude, you can't find anything about this. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe if you do a little more digging, but basically everything I read said that, you know, he gets outmatched by his opponents. He's, uh, you know, he has a hard time uh, on one-on-one battles. He's not he, fast. Uh, yeah, he runs a 4.5 on the 40. Yeah, why did we pick this guy in the fifth round? Yeah, I really can't tell either. I'm, like, trying to defend him because he called the Cowboys a losers. But, I mean, yeah, what the hey. I'm a little confused by that pick. He's listed as a cornerback, but but you know, was he really? I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Hey, I don't understand it. Can I defend him real quick? He's got to be able to catch sure? better than Carlos Rogers. Bricks for hands. If he can catch yeah, yeah, better than Carlos Rogers. <laughs> they say that he's just one of those guys that's like always around the ball. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but is the ball in his hands when sure. he's around it? Right, or is he chasing the guy with the ball? <laughs> well, here, I'm around the ball, but, man, I'll let that guy into the end zone again. Well, here's the odd thing. Going to our next pick, the 155, where we picked up wide receiver out of another Cornhusker out of Nebraska, Niles Paul. This dude Niles. was predicted to go in the third or fourth round, and we got him down here in the fifth. A value. So we got and two value wide receiver picks. I know. Dude, value must be like the word of the day for all three of us then. There, value or value pick. Their report on Niles Paul is he's a big receiver with surprising quickness and burst. Displays good eye-hand coordination. That means he can catch. Does he have great length? Catches the ball with his hands and keeps the play in bounds. Shows strength yeah. running after the catch and has the ability to break tackles. Adjusts to errant throws. That's good with our quarterbacks. And consistently no, yeah, no lie. makes catches Adjust away from Aaron throws. That's a big deal. Santana Moss is good at that. <laughs> Especially for Rex Grossman thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to adjust right in front of the cornerback that's about to pick the ball off because it's not going anywhere near you, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm excited about these two receivers that we're bringing in here, guys. This guy's six one, also. So now one these touchdown. And, and, uh, 13 yards of reception, 516 receiving yards, 39 receptions this past year. You know what? These two guys might be good for the system, though, and the fact that they got drafted later than they were projected to go might mean they're hungry. It's going to put a chip on their shoulder, unlike Devin yeah. Thomas and Malcolm Kelly, who are like, Malcolm hungry and humble. Devin Thomas, what a We're joke. second-round picks. You have to give us a shot at making the team. Devin Thomas found out about that. Cut! Yeah. Anywhere. He's got a Champ Bailey number. Cut. Moving on. All right, moving moving, moving forward into the uh, sixth round, Evan Royster. Right. Another running like back. An oyster with an R. Another running back. Evan Royster's a name you might know. Royster's chicken. From Penn State. <laughs> Evan Royster's Roasters. Royster's Roasters. Royster's Roasters. That'll be, he won't sell cars when he's done. He'll sell, he'll sell roasted chicken. He's coming into the running back. All right, so we got these all these young running backs competing, dude. They're all young except for, I guess, Ryan Terrain's the oldest, right? And he's not even that old. I mean, he is maybe kind of as far as running backs are concerned, but he's only, what, 27? Mm-hmm. This Evan Royster dude was pretty good. I mean, Penn State... Didn't have a great year this year. They had quarterback issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the issue was they started one quarterback instead of the other one too many times. 
But this Evan Royster guy was all right, and he can catch the ball. Like like Clinton Portis used to be able to swing out into the flat or, or like, burst down the line like a wide receiver down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy is, is kind of in that vein as well. He's supposed to be pretty quick. Yeah, but I don't On think the he, other hand, he's going to block like Clinton Portis. I don't think anyone's going to block like Clinton Portis. He was a hell of a blocker. Um, but on the other hand, hey, I see in his he's a running back from Penn State, and apparently he can catch from what my Cowboys slash Penn State fan friend said. Yeah, but he yeah, and he's actually a smart Cowboys and you believe, fan. And you believe that guy? Yeah, he he he's an intel that dude's an intelligent sports fan. Except for that, he's a Cowboys fan. Surprising, but anyway, but the thing is, dude. Maybe, maybe you didn't hear me, or maybe you don't know the uh, the history of Penn State and running backs. But he's a running back from Penn State, so he's gonna suck in the NFL. That's but maybe he'll break the mold. Maybe he's the one who will break the mold. But I'm not holding my breath. Now, if he was a linebacker from Penn State, or if he was a defensive player, I don't know. If he was yeah. a Mister Nichols, so let me ask you this. Did you guys see in his draft um, report where it also says that he adjusts nicely to errant throws? <laughs> Is that a theme with Shanahan where he's like, we just need all skill players that can adjust nicely to errant throws because our quarterback It doesn't matter what quarterback we have. As long as we get... As long as we get receivers that can adjust nicely Dude. to Aaron throws, that's all we need to care about. Yeah, Shanahan's like sitting in the war room with his iPad, like I am now, looking at the same draft report, and they're like getting down into these these later <laughs> like, rounds. He's like, "Crap, dudes, we didn't get a quarterback with those picks. Um, we got to get dudes that can catch Aaron throws. Uh, this, hey, this says that he can catch Aaron throws. Let's get this. He's like, guy. "Quick, do a filter search on on adjust nicely to Aaron throws." <laughs> and okay, he's like, this guy, jackpot, <laughs> jackpot. <laughs> Well, hopefully, this dude's from Fairfax, so hopefully he'll turn out to be, a, like, a good hometown player. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he is from Fairfax? I didn't know that. He, he He's kind of a, he's a local boy there. So he's a, He is also 5'11.5 inches tall. Evan Royster? All right, dude. Evan Royster. This next dude that we picked yeah, up, Aldrick like Robinson, I really didn't know anything about him, haven't seen any footage about him. He played for All SMU. What? Aldrick Robinson. Oh, Drick. Check out his 40 time if you guys didn't look uh, at it. 4.3540. He's pretty fast. That's pretty good. Dude's little. He's short. He's little. Dude, he's like my size, except shorter. He's like another Santana Moss size, dude. Mm-hmm. Small and explosive. He does. I don't think we're getting Santana Moss back, so. I don't either. Hey, great. Third receiver. Draft him. We got him. Yep. Out of Southern Methodist. Yeah, way to go. I mean, we're bringing in some competition. Uh, Malcolm Kelly is pretty much... Um, <clears throat> Dude, he's cut. He's dead to me. Thank you. Anyway, this guy's fast. It'll be interesting to see him in um, training camp. He might turn out to be another one of John's dudes like... Uh, who is that receiver that you love so much? Darnarian McCants. Yeah, McCants. This might be another McCants. All that dude did... He was like 6'5", but all that dude did was catch touchdowns, just like Sonny used to say. Where's Darnarian McCann? Mm-hmm. I know, dude, but All you he does went is out catch touchdowns. Yeah, but you went out and bought his jersey, dude. Who did? I do not recall that. <laughs> I do not recall. But if someone had given me one later, like your mom, <laughs> I got you Darnarian. I got you Jim Daisy Undercants like, jersey. I'd still wear it in like a beer league. 
Like, he's my darn Arian McCants jersey, man. Our, our mom would have called him Gymnasium in Cants or in Camps or something. She would not. So, dude, do you think the Redskins like mixed up the next two picks? The next pick, Brandon Thompson, a cornerback out of Boise State, was predicted to go in the fourth round, and we picked up no. the John Gomes in the fifth round, who was predicted to suck. <laughs> I don't know, dude. So, because if you've looked at their scouting report on Brandon Thompson out of Boise State, he runs a four four eight forty. Not bad for a cornerback. He gets pretty good positive reviews, and he was projected to go in the fourth round. That blue turf makes you look fast. Though. Yeah, I don't know. That stuff like makes how hurts my was, head. How big is Daryl Green? How how what was Daryl Green's height? I think he was like five ten, wasn't he? I mean, this is guy's it like five really nine high. and a half, one eighty nine. Yeah, this dude's about Daryl Green's size. Daryl Green was 189 if he was soaking. Daryl Green's a lot faster. Yeah, Daryl Green was fastest. With explosive diarrhea and remains disciplined with assignments. (laughs) And he can flip his hips when Josh is around and stays with receivers (laughs) out of breaks. And he has good hands. Well, he could teach old Carlos Rogers a thing or two. Yeah, so, I mean, look for him to compete, dudes. I'm just waiting for the first rookie to get mad at Carlos Rogers on the fields in Ashburn in August and just be like, man, shut up. You can't even catch. <laughs> no, you're catching. And it. then we'll see the footage on ESPN that night of the two of them start swinging at each other. <laughs> man, what set him off? Because dude said he couldn't catch. And? I mean, so, so far you guys can see that the Shanahan was getting some value picks, picking guys lower than where they should have went, except for Dejon Gomez. Or Gomes. Yeah. What, all right. All right. Are we all three of us thinking already that Dijon Gomes? He might be the new Daryl Pounds, stuff. dude. He might be the new Daryl Pounds. He might be the new Daryl Pounds. Well, Dijon Gomes, here's what I'm thinking. He brought in Brandon Thompson, <laughs> getting him in the seventh round to compete against Dijon Gomes because Brandon Thompson's going to have a, a, a um, chip on his shoulder chip. because Dijon Gomes is going to suck again. He got picked before him, and that's just going to make um, Brandon hungrier just like Haynesworth at CC alright what do we got next Maurice Hurt Maurice Hurt our only offensive lineman picked up in the 7th round projected to go in the 6th round is not Hurt in fact he has explosive diarrhea he's wide bodied he's best in a small area (laughs) he's quick off the snap He's, what the hell does that mean? He does best in a small area. <laughs> he's he's quick off the snap. He's a square, and he blocks with good knee bend and pad level. <laughs> uh, he keeps kind of heavy. Right. Six two three eighteen, man. We'll see how he does, man. He's pretty age. Yeah, he sounds pretty age for a uh, shanty type of guy. <laughs> he bends at the waist. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like a G.I. Joe, Phillip? man. Wait, is his first name Philip? He's like a G.I. Joe. He bends at the waist. Ineffective in motion. Well, dude, maybe he'll give uh, Will Montgomery and Corey <laughs> Lichtensteiger some competition. He might. <laughs> we need like one of those. You know what we need is like the odd body hire, select a body, select a head, select a, uh, some legs. You know, where like you can like spin the thing and get like these legs and then this torso and then this head. 
Dude, it would always end up with Clinton Portis's head though. That headshot on uh, that he always had with that big, che- like, like cheesy smile. Yeah, and if you and then Albert Hainsworth's gut. And if you flip the legs and you get, dude, um, I'm so going to create that. That's gonna be my. That's gonna be the Harry Hall iPhone. <laughs> it's gonna but if you flip the legs and get Odd Body Hire's legs, it's got to take up both the legs and the body squares. It'll bend at the waist. <laughs> oh man. Bends at the waist. <laughs> Stefan Heyer does not bend at the waist. Oh he man! Just, he just doesn't <laughs> bend, dude. Why is Stefan Heyer still on the team? Are they hoping they can like package him in another deal with someone else? Oh 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 oh! And and we'll throw in Stefan Heyer. Sweet. <laughs> we'll give you Donovan McNabb for a second round pick. Oh 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 oh! And we know you need a lineman. We'll sweeten the deal. You and McNabb are going to be going, be wearing purple next year. We'll sweeten the it's deal. Gonna be, it's going to be the double deal right there. That's going to be the deal. Dude, seal. he and Artis Hicks can go to hell both <laughs> in Minnesota. Hicks. Give me a break. Dude, Stefan. Remember when we used to think his name was Stefan Hare? <laughs> Stefan Hare. Oh, man. Um, that dude is. All right, now this next guy, I want to comment on this Thank next you. guy. Marcus White. I, he's, a, he's a Florida State guy. You know, another ACC guy here. Um, <clears throat> I think they're going to use him, try to put him in a depth for a linebacker. That's what I think they're looking at with this guy. I think he's a project. This is the pick that we get. This, <laughs> no, this isn't the compensator. Wait a minute. This We got a compensatory pick for... Is this the pick that we got for Aaron's dog? This might be the pick we got for Josh's dog, Justin Tryon. It might be. Because it's might from be Colts, and I don't know John's if this is dog, the one. Justin Tryon. Uh, he did have a pick in that game. He's undersized, but he has explosive diarrhea and fierce up <laughs> on the, up the field. It says he's underrated. He has the size and skill to be given looks as an outside linebacker and a 3-4 at the next level. I mean, he could come up and do something. That's what I'm saying, dude. He's kind of slow, but, you know, whatever. Dude, dude. Yeah, I'm faster than this guy. He's a special ed guy. We don't say slow anymore. He's special. He's little, though, man. Look at Oh, 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 I know what you're saying. He seems like he's he's not carrying a lot of bulk. I mean, 266 at 6'3 and a half. That's, uh, he must be pretty muscular and athletic or something. I bet he has great length. He's got three. Josh, can you you research that and check it out? (laughs) He's got three. And get back to us on that. Josh, <laughs> Josh, can you research? We're we're gonna need to get a sideline reporter to do all this length checking. Josh is gonna go up to him and be like, <laughs> "Dude, I, we definitely got to put that on the band list, like getting a blow on the sideline." You cannot talk about a man and his length. He has great length. Seriously, dude. <laughs> dude, you know what was hilarious? All right, going back to the whole Cool Mountain. Um, Attack, real quick. The funny thing is, is I was so upset about the TV getting destroyed, and then I was talking to you guys on the phone, and I went back in there, and my wife goes, you said to John, my plasma blew. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to like be mad, but that cracked me up when she said that. My oh plasma man, plasma blue. My plasma blue. <laughs> she goes. Dude, you said, "Dude, my plasma uh, blue." Move into our. <laughs> let's move into our seventh player uh, at pick number two fifty three. Our twelfth player. 
Our last seventh rounder. Our, our seventh, last seventh round player, yes. Our last seventh round pick at pick 250. From out of Morgantown. Out of Morgantown, Jensen, John's Jensen favorite town in West Virginia. Of, uh, oh, man. Dip, dip. That West State, the state that's west of Virginia. Um, Mountain Mama. John, stop. Take Aaron home. I hate that song. Aaron, you hate John Denver. Country Road. <laughs> All right, John, Chris kneeled and bobbed. Is our <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh man, if, if if we couldn't, if this podcast couldn't degenerate any worse, we had to get Neil and Bob up here as our compensatory selection. But it gets better because when you read about the negatives of this guy, it says he plays stiff on occasion. <laughs> Oh, oh man, I almost killed my sky. Not a sure-handed oh wrap-up tackler. <laughs> Struggles to get off blocks. <laughs> he can be handled by a single opponent. <laughs> Please step and can be handled by a single opponent. <laughs> my was wrong, and they were right. Oh, my, my. Oh, man. Oh, quickly gets his hands, breathe. quickly gets his hands up. Fights hard on every down. <laughs> he's a, he's a, a workman-like defensive line prospect who can be used on the inside of a four-man line he's, while also getting looks at nose tackle. He's quick. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. He's, it says here that he's quick, <laughs> quick, to, quick locate to locate the ball. ball. Who writes this stuff? Oh, my gosh. Uh, sorry, dudes. I'm trying to compose myself, but I'm crying here. <laughs> it's not because my plasma so let, blew. Let me get this straight. He plays stiff. He can be handled by a single opponent, and he's quick to locate the ball. All right. He's quick to get his hands on the ball. <laughs> And, dudes, his name, once again... And that, and that concludes episode 252. <laughs> once again, his name is Chris Neal and Bob. Chris Neal and Bob, the seventh round pick by the Washington Redskins. Seriously, <laughs> at this Neal. point in the draft, they had to just be throwing darts. I mean, seriously, could you be like, sweet, we got Chris <laughs> Neal no, and Chris, Bob in the seventh But pick get this, even pick. so, Chris Neal and Bob was predicted to go in the fifth round, and we got him in the seventh. He was, dude, but you know what? He was a fifth-year senior in West Virginia. Just saying. West Virginia's a pretty good football squad, dude. So he's just hanging he's out and playing an extra year? fifth-year sophomore. Yeah, well, maybe... Perhaps he was going for his uh, graduate degree. And we do, and it says he could be a nose tackle, seriously, and you guys know that we need a nose tackle that will actually play football. Yeah, Uh, truly. I mean, could be a good pick. What nose tackles do we have now? Ainsworth, he's dead to us. This guy might be taking. We've got uh, Kimo Iatu is still on the roster, dude. Kimo Iatu is still on the roster. Yeah, but he's cut, and I'm pulling for Chris Neal and Bob to make the team. Chris well, Neal what about what's his face that that filled in for for uh, Hainsworth there at the end and 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 what was that dude's name? That humongous dude that played. <laughs> dude, in the his last name was games. Bryant, something Bryant, Anthony Bryant, oh, yeah. Anthony Bryant, Anthony Bryant, who's three hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> yeah, he was okay. He wasn't that dude, bad. All right, so about, they're going to be in competition with him. He filled the don't hole. Don't forget about Mike Williams. 
Mike, Mike, dude, Mike Williams is off. Mike Williams should move to the defensive side of the ball. That's what I'm thinking too, man. They just need to move him over there. No, no. All right, they're going to need him on offense. Anyway, we need to. All right, we're just to the break on our itinerary. We need to wrap. We've this already thing taken up. the break, so just plow on through here. Lockout information. Hold, we got dude, yeah. we're locked we, out again, right? We can just save. We're locked ages. out again. We can just save. Some and of this we stuff. don't have the the usual list by this time, where there's usually a list of like eight or ten dudes or so that they've signed as undrafted free agents and whatnot. They can't sign undrafted free agents, so all the dudes that didn't get drafted mm-hmm. are just hanging out. They can't be signed because of the lockout with the NFL. So if this continues on for a while, all those guys, not like almost any of them ever really make the NFL more than the practice squad, but all those guys are, uh, you know, they got to be eyeing the CFL and the UFL so they can get a damn paycheck. Mm-hmm. And Jeez. the UFL, from what I had heard on ESPN yesterday, uh, a contract in the UFL for a guy like that is pretty comparable to a contract of an undrafted free agent in the NFL. So... Interesting. Anyway. I'm Marty a new hat. Hey, uh, while we're on the topic hey, of the lockout, hey, hey. really quickly, I just want to take a minute and, and read this. I don't know if you guys read Seth Godin's blog. He does a lot of blogging for entrepreneurs and such. But uh, typically he's not talking about football at all. But I thought he had an interesting, uh, some interesting insight to the lockout. Um, he wrote in his blog yesterday uh, a game theory of NFL negotiations. Um he said, I'm off topic here, but a bonus for a bonus post for those who might be interested. When two sides are negotiating over something that spoils forever if it doesn't get shipped, there's a straightforward way to increase the value of a settlement. Think of it as the net present value of a stream of football. Any Sunday the NFL doesn't play, the money is gone forever. You can't make it up. You can't make up for it later by selling more football. That money is gone. The owners don't get it. The players don't get it. The networks don't get it. No one gets it. The solution. While the lockout is going on, keep playing and put all that profit and pay into an escrow account. Week after week, the billions and billions of dollars will pile up. The owners see it. The players see it. No one gets it until there's a deal. Seeing and counting the money you don't get to touch is a very different story than merely imagining the money you didn't get to touch, money that's gone forever. Change the story. Change behavior. The alternative, if you don't do this is that down the road, instead of announcing a deal where everyone gets a windfall, you're forced to announce a deal where everyone already starts way behind where they would have been in the first place. That money is gone forever. No one gets it back. The problem with the game of chicken is that someone has to lose. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting, dude. But these guys are not businessmen. They don't know what net present value of money is. And they can't even keep their money two years after they... Are finished in the league a lot of. Them. I know, but I find, but yes, Some but guys, you say they're not businessmen. You know, then you think you s- can do it though. You say they're not businessmen, dude. But all these team owners, there are a lot of businessmen involved in the NFL, and some of them are players that are businessmen. They're in the business of playing football. All right, and all right. Well, why has nobody, you know, even thought of doing something like that? I mean, I think it's a really interesting idea because no one's going to play and not get paid. And if they're like, oh, we'll pay you later. Or you might get paid later. <laughs> hey, if yeah. the money's going into an escrow, you see that it's there. You just don't know how much of it's yours. I, Would you work without a contract? Point. I totally understand what you're saying about that. And I, I, I get it, but I, I don't think realistically that's something. Yeah, that, no one's going to work without a contract. Work. But I understand the theory behind it, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Interesting thoughts from that entrepreneurial genius there. Um, did you All right, go well, I just want to pass it on. Thanks, dude. Hey. Uh, well, I think pretty much uh, 
That about wraps it up for tonight's show. I'd like to give a shout out to Simon, Cali Skins guy. Dude, dude, dude. Uh, dude, seriously. Skip the hog slop. Hog slop's supposed to be quick, 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 so you can zip on through. Oh, that. sorry. Yeah, the hog yeah, slop. Man. Doug Williams has announced the second round pick. Um, That's right. For the Redskins. That was, uh, was that Jarvis Jenkins he announced? Uh, Schottenheimer held open sure. tryouts that Josh missed for Virginia Destroyers because his knee is blown. My knee is blown out. That's right. Colt Brennan, John signed, Doug, Colt uh, Brennan. Colt Brennan. What do you do? He signed with Hartford, right? He kind of signed with Hartford, and some they've got some weird. You signed as a guy they might sign, <laughs> but it's an invisible. Pen. I'm not kidding. You have to use a black light or something. Yeah, um, it's very strange. They signed. They have his rights, but he's not like on the team. Odd. <laughs> and let me see here. That's, that's the team that Jerry Glanville is is coaching. That's all you need to know oh, about that. So, but anyway, Aaron, you were saying the shout out Simon, Cali Skins uh, guy, Will si- in uh, Maryland, um, Viagra for all the crap they keep throwing up in our chat box. Give us Charlie um, Simon uh, out in the UK. We got to give him a big shout out because dude stayed up to about three a.m. Uh, I think Greenwich Mean Time out there to hear that first round pick. Yep, that's right. And uh, let me see. Shout Send out us- to uh, to. Uh, uh, Tom Humphreys uh, shouting in again. Uh, Peter Grumbles. Um, all these people that are uh, that are sending us little you know tweets and, and mentions on Twitter. Send us uh, some email stuff. Red- Redskins fan. Grant out there as well. Hey, I got a special one. Special shout out. This one goes to one of our very own original listeners from when we started up. What going on six years ago? Uh, this one is going out to our our good friend Danny. Danny is now a man. Danny is going off to college this year. and uh, Solid. <laughs> we got to say, you know, Danny, if you're listening this week, happy birthday, man. Uh, thanks for listening in. We started up. Good luck, dude. Let us know what colleges you have been accepted to and where you're going to be going. We'll show sure. up and party. <laughs> no, uh, let me see. Um, and, dudes, don't forget to check out the website, harryhogfootball.com. And you can call the hog line and perhaps get your voice on the podcast. That's seven seven Harry Hog H A R R Y Hog. Or right. you can email us at Redskins Fan at HarryHogFootball.com. And one more <laughs> shout out to David Lee Legal Services. Thanks for the sponsor. We'll talk to you guys As next always. week. Hail to the Redskins! And if you see a Cowboys fan, Joker. 774-277-9464. The Harry Hall. Chris Neal and Bob. <laughs>